Hello, everyone, and welcome to Music for a While. I'm Jay Nordlinger, music critic of the New Criterion. Recently, I reviewed a pianist who played the Bach Salotti Prelude in B minor. This is one of the most famous and best Bach arrangements ever made. I'd better explain a little. Alexander Salotti was a Russian pianist, conductor, and composer who was born in 1863. He studied with some of the best, including Liszt and Tchaikovsky. He was a first cousin of Rachmaninoff. One day, Salotti took Bach's Prelude in E minor from Book One of the Well-Tempered Clavier and souped it up a little, romanticized it a bit, also switching the key to B minor. A magical and enduring result. Emil Gillels played this piece, especially as an encore, all through his long, illustrious career. Before getting to the Bach Salotti, let's hear the original, and hear it really original, on the harpsichord. Our player is the great Trevor Pinnock. The Prelude in E minor, from Book One of the Well-Tempered Clavier, by Johann Sebastian Bach. That was the Prelude in E minor from Book One of Bach's Well-Tempered Clavier, played by Trevor Pinnock, the musician who is probably best known as a conductor. A great musician. Okay, the Bach Salotti, the B minor arrangement. We will indeed hear Emil Gillels playing the piece as an encore in Carnegie Hall on February 2nd, 1969. 
Bach Salodi, played by Gillels. Again, I'm Jay Nordlinger, music critic of the New Criterion, bringing you music for a while. If you'd like to subscribe to our podcast, you may do so via iTunes, Google Play, and so on. If you'd like to write to me, the address is nordlinger at newcriterion.com. If you'd like to sponsor our podcast, please let us know. Not very long ago, I was writing about concerts of the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, chamber concerts offered over the Internet. One concert, I said, began with a clarinet quintet. Mozart's? Brahms's? No, that of Samuel Coleridge-Taylor. Coleridge-Taylor. He wrote it in 1895, when he was a student at the Royal College of Music, London. Brahms had published his clarinet quintet four years before. Coleridge-Taylor's teacher, Charles Villiers Stanford, said, Write a piece using the same instrumentation, but make the music different. Coleridge-Taylor did, like a prize student. Samuel Coleridge-Taylor was born in London in 1875. His mother, Alice Hare Martin, was an Englishwoman. His father, Daniel Peter Hughes Taylor, was from Sierra Leone. His mother, a single parent, named the child Samuel Coleridge Taylor, no hyphen. She named him after the poet, of course, Samuel Taylor Coleridge, or rather, she gave him a variation on the poet's name. Grown up, the composer adopted a hyphen. In the first decade of the 20th century, he toured the United States three times. New Yorkers dubbed him the African Mahler. In Washington, Theodore Roosevelt received him at the White House. Coleridge-Taylor died in 1912 at 37. His clarinet quintet in F-sharp minor, opus 10, is well worth getting to know. I thought of Dvorak, writing in an American vein. Though a student piece, or a piece written by a student, it is far from immature. It is well wrought and full of beauty. Yep, it sure is. So, shall we have some of the first movement? Here it is, played by the Catalyst Quartet, along with Anthony McGill, who is the principal clarinet of the New York Philharmonic.
We've heard the first part of the first movement of a clarinet quintet, that in F-sharp minor, opus 10, by Samuel Coleridge Taylor, who was 19 or 20 when he wrote it. A fascinating life. The players were the Catalyst Quartet, along with the clarinetist Anthony McGill. Seattle Opera has made a new film, an opera film, which I have commented on for my next chronicle on the new criterion. The opera is Flight by Jonathan Dove, the British composer born in 1959. Flight is based on a news story you may remember. An Iranian refugee lived in Charles de Gaulle Airport for some 18 years, 1988 to 2006. You may recall, too, that Steven Spielberg based a movie on this story, The Terminal, starring Tom Hanks. Flight is a good and interesting opera. From it, the composer, Dove, has fashioned an orchestral suite which he calls Airport Scenes. It has four movements. We will hear the last, which is headed Departure. The music suggests flying, doesn't it?
Departure from Airport Scenes, Jonathan Dove's orchestral suite from his opera Flight, played by the BBC Philharmonic, conducted by Timothy Redmond. I feel like reading again a post. Earlier this month, William Shatner turned 90. I related a couple of memories in a column. Many years ago, I met the famed actor in a green room for, oddly enough, we were co-panelists on a TV talk show. He was a star, I was a curiosity. Just before we entered the stage, I said to him, This has to be like sitting in your living room or something for you. You've done this for so many years. He answered, There's always a certain anxiety. I very much appreciated that from him. Readers of my posts are familiar with Robert Marshall, the musicologist, who is a professor emeritus at Brandeis. He also taught at the University of Chicago. Professor Marshall knows a great deal, obviously, and I enjoy quoting him. He told me a wonderful and wonderfully apt story. In the mid-70s, the Chicago Music Department was running a series called First Chair. Principal players from the Chicago Symphony Orchestra would visit the department and talk. One such was Dale Clevenger, the eminent French hornist. A student said to him, Do you know the solo from the Tchaikovsky Fifth Symphony? Clevenger said, Does the Pope know Latin? The same student, or another one, asked Clevenger whether he ever got nervous. In answer, Clevenger said, I'm going to play the Tchaikovsky excerpt. Come up here. I want you to feel my pulse while I play it. When he was through, he said to the student, Did you notice how my pulse was racing? And this was a fairly easy solo, certainly not very high, and I'm not playing in a major concert. It's just us having an informal get-together. Still, yes, it makes me nervous. A great illustration, for which I thank Professor Marshall and Dale Clevenger. And thank you, too, Bill Shatner. All right, that's my post. Now let's have Dale Clevenger with his friends in the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, conducted by George Schulte.
we've heard the first part of the slow movement from the Symphony No. 5 by Tchaikovsky, played by the Chicago Symphony Orchestra under George Schulte. The horn soloist was Dale Clevenger. Did you sense his pulse racing? I don't think one could, but one could imagine which is different. Speaking of different, Earl Wilde was an extraordinary pianist and arranger and composer. Recently, I reviewed a pianist who played his arrangement to the Gershwin song, Embraceable You. The arrangement, I said, is full of glorious rippling. Wilde could handle this rippling with ease, with his big old hands. Others may have to work a little more. My friend Stuart Isakoff, the writer and pianist, once said to Wilde, I'm learning your Liza. That's another Gershwin song, as you know. Wilde said, Liza's hard. Stuart said, I know. But back to Embraceable You, which we will hear Earl Wilde play. Such an intelligent, virtuosic arrangement, and so beautifully played by the arranger, with what seems no effort at all. Thank you for joining me, my friends. I'll see you soon. You'll love this. <laughs> 